Welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast, where we talk about what really matters for you and your own health and fitness. I'm Jess. And I'm Sasha. And each week we'll come to you with a no-nonsense topic, which will make you challenge your own thoughts and ask, are we still here? Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast. And let's get to today's pod. Hello, hello. Hola. Hola. Welcome to episode 67. I'm going to say it straight away. Excuse my lisp. You haven't got one. Yeah, I, yeah but I feel so. I feel like like all my clients when they came in yesterday, the first thing I said was, just to let you know, I've got a retainer in and it's affecting my speech. And then once they know, I don't feel self-conscious about it anymore. So I'm like, well, they know what's going on. So I'm just saying it. Yeah. Straight what, off. What can we get you to say that might really really what is it seashells seashells on the seashore say that <laughs> to be fair i've got a little bit of a list but anyway so it's not really good um she sells seashells on the seashore the sell the shells she sells are seashore shells <laughs> <laughs> excellent oh uh, anyway yeah so yeah that's that done like that's out the way um welcome to episode 67 we're going to be talking about oh first uh, Jess is doing a TEDx talk. Oh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot we're not talking about that on the podcast. Yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's in November. Uh, it is uh, all about the, the theme because every every TEDx talk has a different theme. So the theme of the one that I'm doing is reimagining. So I had to apply and put forward an idea around the theme of reimagining in my special area which is on my specialist area which is obviously health and fitness so I've gone uh with the topic of uh did the health and fitness industry crush our intuition now that sounds like a simple title but it took me a long time to come up with it I'll tell you that for free um your um the caption or the the uh yeah well the caption was really good I thought yeah, so I, I kind of had two ideas and, and obviously this TED Talk will get recorded, so um, I, I will distribute uh, in due course, I'm sure, um, so you can see it, which uh, I had kind of two ideas, which is a lot of the stuff that we talk about here on the podcast, which is idea one, how um, when people think of health and fitness, they often think of uh, one it, it, as one dimensional. They think about maybe aesthetics, they think about um, how it perceives the way that we that we the way that we look all that different type of thing so I kind of wanted to approach that topic within the TEDx talk but at the same time I think there was also the idea of where I could leave the biggest impact and curiosity for people to go away and think oh what's how can I apply that to my, my life because I would like to think deep, deep down, we all know the aesthetics thing and the look thing. We all know that there's more to it than that. But unfortunately, the media and like shiny object syndrome, we get pulled in different directions all the time with that. Whereas the other part of it was the the intuition thing that we speak about a lot, which is getting in, in tune with how your body actually feels when we do certain things. I have no idea why my phone's going off, by the way. Um, how we How we do certain things um so we've become so reliant and dependent on certain metrics and um fitness trackers and even like calorie counting apps and 
also even things down to like our sleep and and I I use some of these apps right I've got an Apple watch I've spoke about that before I use a sleep monitoring thing when I go to bed but at what point does that become what I think there's a crossover from helpful into hindering our health and fitness experience so what I wanted to talk about is exploring that conversation and asking people to dig a little bit deeper in, into their own intuition so hopefully the TEDx title that I've given leaves enough curiosity to make people want to watch and find out a little bit more about it so yeah I think obviously I think it's a great topic as you know I'm very um I'm very uh passionate I hate the word passionate for some reason like yeah, it's, it's it's I think it's been diluted over the years because it yeah. is actually a good word but, but yeah I, I'm I'm very passionate about when people can um using their intuition and but I think the thing is with a lot of people these days is that they don't trust themselves mm. and they think that oh if I don't track it then I'll do this or if I don't use my what I won't work as hard or if I don't do this I won't do this and it's like okay but do something about it <laughs> yeah it's similarly in the sense of you know when people say oh, I went to the gym but I forgot to wear my watch and what a waste of a workout and it's like you just you were still there you still did the workout you still did like the activity that you intended yeah. uh, I actually had a conversation with a client once who did a workout and then realized she'd forgotten a watch so she did it again no really no, again yeah I was like I was like who are you doing that for you're doing that for the people at Apple that are like bam she's not just today great <laughs> yeah that's um that's tough and it's obviously I used to be I have my Garmin right here I used to wear my Garmin 245 music <laughs> um to the point where on my wrist I had like a circle not only a tan line but the skin was irritated underneath so it was a bit red um and because I literally just never took it off like I would take it off to go in the shower and the minute I came out of the shower I would put it straight back on because in my head it was like well if I'm just wearing it here and there there's no point I, I'm either wearing it or I'm not which there is logic to like if you're gonna track something then you make sure it's worth you know make sure the data is going to be like even a little bit accurate but as we know it's not and then um, over a year ago now, as you can see, well, Jess can see, the skin is uh, <laughs> back to normal now. It's fine. And I remember I took it off and I never put it back on again. Yeah, uh, I see, I'm, I'm probably at that place now where I can go days without it, but then I also like to have it on. Yeah. So I think it, the Apple Watch is a little different because it's not a sports watch. Yeah, and that's why I said yeah. I enjoy that it connects to... Yeah. All the stuff like it connects to my client app, it connects to yeah. all the all the different things, even sometimes to the extent of if I don't want to be on my phone at home, like if I'm doing something, but if Matt rings me, say if he's out, right. I've, I've not got the best hearing. I always have my phone on silent. So oh, I always have it on vibrate or whatever. Like I can answer it then at least because I know it's going off, but I'm still doing my own thing. I'm not having to walk around with my phone in my pocket the whole time. So there yeah. are there are little perks and benefits to it. Yeah, but yeah. of course. And I totally get that. But I think the when you're wearing a Garmin or a Polar or something like that, like that's a sports watch. Mm. So it's a, a, literally that's what it's advertised as. And um, I was always thinking like, and I remember when I took it off about a week later, I was like, why was I so attached to that? And my client Gemma actually, she listens to the pod all the time. Shout out to Gemma. 
she wore her watch all the time like for years constantly constantly and then recently a few months ago she took off and she was like god life is so much better without it because you're mm-hmm. not like it's almost like you're 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 like checking up you're like oh what have I and it's like oh you know what you've done mm. you also don't know what you've done because this is inaccurate so you're almost like I said to my client last night on a call um I was like you do realize that like checking numbers all the time is just a typo this is a this is a walking typo because nothing is correct so you're essentially like measuring something with incorrect information it's like doing a study and then just like looking at all the data and just changing it like oh let's put 20 percent. i was like it's just typos Mm. she was like fucking hell she was like that is so true like isn't it weird that we become obsessed with stuff that's not even true because it's better than it's an illusion because it's better than you think it's better than guessing but you're essentially saying that your watch's guess is better than yours Mm. which yeah I can see that it's probably there's probably some accuracy in that statement but it's like it's still a guess yeah if you want to use it as a guide then yeah but don't use it as like you know the messiah because yeah. it's it's literally just a guess and that's, that's yeah. it. it is it is difficult because like you say there's it's similarly to goals and stuff everyone's got a different reason why they do something specifically mm. like some people might say well well, yeah, I use a watch, but I don't like. I really enjoy having my Apple Watch for my runs because yeah, yeah make, totally makes sense. Ultimately, someone says to me like 100 yards, I'm like, you could be asking me anything there. Like <laughs> my my equivalent of like measurements, I'm like, so that's what's that like 10 miles like that way, 10 miles that way. Um, so I have no idea. So the fact that I've got my watch for that is really helpful. Yeah, um, for I- for data and 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 pacing, even though I know it can be um one of those things where it's it, it, it's just it's like what we just said it's a support in the beginning but when does it stop being a support and it's like um it's then like a crutch to everything else it's like it needs to it needs to be like um the uh, what you call them um what you call the little wheels that you put on your bike oh stabilizers stabilizers yes yeah. so it's like the stabilizers to start with like yeah. right i'm going to learn how to run a seven to eight kilometer pace right okay I've got my watch all right okay cool I'm going to do that for a couple of months all right cool so if we now took the watch away do you think you could feel that yeah absolutely yeah I could okay cool that's quite that's interesting that isn't it um but yeah I think that's the um the the part of it where we we lose lose trust and start to lose trust in our own intuition about what's right and what we should be doing same with food um where people are almost like oh like we've said before, I need to have an extra 10 grams of carbs tonight to hit my macros. It's like, are you hungry? Do you need it? Do you feel like all those things? Like, what's the goal? What are you trying to achieve? Yeah. Oh, I'm just trying to, to lose weight or whatever. Okay, I really don't think it matters that you have that extra 10 grams of carbohydrates then. Like, it's like you do all those different types of things. It's, it, it's it, again you start to lose a sense of clarity in what you're actually trying to do um because as we've mentioned before I think a lot of people find that that control it gives them is like a security, yeah, it's like a security thing um whereas actually even if that control is wayward we're still like oh, it's still still something it's still something yeah and I think it's difficult with the food stuff because for people that don't hold a lot of body fat appetite tends to be quite regulated as in like 
I know people always say like, oh, eat intuitively. Are you hungry? Are you full? It's like, yeah, for you and I, Jess, we, I understand that feeling and I understand the regulation behind it. And like for a lot of people I know, that's the same. But when you have uh, more body fat than you'd like, or more, but just when you hold more body fat, your appetite is less regulated because you've got like leptin resistance, which is where your hunger cues and your hunger hormones are all messed up. Mm. So it's the same thing within like people who are in that situation. You can't just say to someone who weighs, who has a high body weight, like, oh, you know, just listen to your hunger cues. It's like, it's insulting because it's well known that more adipose tissue leads to less uh, appetite regulation and more leptin resistance. So you've also got to be careful, like, saying like oh no one listens to themselves anymore it's like yeah for some people it's easy yeah like, you and I it's easy if I know when I'm hungry when I'm full like and that's what we take for granted sometimes and that's why I don't like to just I would never if I had a client who was um who had more body fat and they wanted to lose weight I would never say oh listen to your hunger cues like you can't yeah. really say that because it's not the, it's not the case so yeah. that's but- when it, that's when it's a little bit different you can focus on like what are you eating is it balanced? Is it going to fill you up? Because that's how you, obviously it will fill you up to a point. And then there's obviously with the, uh, the lack of regulation and stuff, you don't really know the fullness, but you kind of got to work with what, what you have. Mm. Um, so yeah, obviously intuition, especially I say it with exercise, it's super important, but with, with diet, it becomes a little bit more nuanced because it's different, can uh, get different when it comes to different body fat levels yeah yeah absolutely but I do think there is an element of that which is practice so it's like practicing a pace in running or practicing the feel of a movement in the gym it's the same in the sense of if somebody came to you who had that goal it's like helping them acknowledge what it is to feel full or actually what feelings come up when they're hungry and when in the day and when that might be around and what they've eaten beforehand or what they've not eaten because that's the awareness piece that no one um talks about or spends a great detail in and no it doesn't take away from the biological differences between somebody who has a lot of body fat and no body fat at all because they are genetically disposed different they're different people but it very well could be that practicing certain things with each individual will help them improve their relationship with food um, exercise but whatever that might be they're trying to focus on so yeah. I think it is it's um it's one of those things I know what you mean though because that blanket advice of like this is why I always think like the intuitive eating movement needs to be looked into before you go into it because if we all ate intuitively we would all be screwed because a lot of us don't know what intuitively means anymore. So it's like, we have, you have to strip it back and say like those things. When am I hungry? When do I feel most energized? When do I need the most food in the day? If you're somebody who's got a really active job, that evening meal where you eat probably a little bit more is what rounds your day whole. Or if you're a person who's out on your feet from 6am, you need a big start to the day. You need a big breakfast to keep you going all day long. So it's like, it's very 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 individual isn't it exactly and it all comes down to exactly that it's like sometimes we try and talk about something and it's like it fucking depends on <laughs> it depends. <laughs> and people hate that answer because it's like oh god just give me an answer I'm like yeah but 
and then there isn't one there isn't an answer and it's the same like Jess was saying about pace it's like it it's the same it, it's both it's the same on both sides of diet and exercise but learning these things takes so much time so mm. like if I've got a few clients where if I said to them uh run for an hour at your uh 5k at your sorry run for half an hour at your 10k pace they just do it if I said that to someone who had been with me a month they'd be like do what with what now they'd be like what's yeah. that pace so you have to like for someone to go out and run at a particular pace and just kind of know without checking is a skill you know and if I said to a client right I want you to do um uh front squats today RPE six uh for three sets some people be like, yeah, cool. I don't have to put a number, but some people be like, do RP what for how many? It's it's something that comes with learning, just like any skill. But as we say in training, sometimes it is two things: it is patterns and pacing. You learn the movement patterns and you add load, and you learn your paces and you work with them. Mm. Cardiovascular resistance. That is essentially it. So if you learn both. And you know it to the point where you don't need to look at something or you don't need a program or you don't need this. Like you've completed it. Mm. You completed it to the gem pop standard as in you don't really need to do anything else. But yeah. that in itself, whew, that in itself takes so much time. to, And that's when it becomes autonomous. And that's when it becomes less stressful because you wake up in the morning and you think, oh, I feel like this is me yesterday. I just come off my period and I just felt I felt like good and I hadn't trained in a while because of all the moving and everything so I was like I feel really good today so I went to the gym in the afternoon and I knew exactly what to do with what the energy I had and then I came home and that was it yeah you're done for the day but to do that it that's like a decade in of just knowing you know yeah 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 definitely you you can't just force things it's like unfortunately that obviously as we always talk about like a lot of this stuff is fast tracked and it's like you can't fast track that that's a skill and I don't know tell you what I don't know many people in like who can do that well because not many people go the entire distance and like Mass was saying on that post what did he say like he was like what did he say Jess he said like experience the whole thing or like go for the Yeah. yeah Go for the full experience rather than just like, oh, I'm going to do uh, a month of this and I'm going to do fuck all for six weeks and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to, oh, I signed up for this 5K. Oh, but it's like, it's exhausting. Yeah. Just keep, yeah, it's, it's almost just like keeping going, just like that long road ahead. But exactly. bring it back to pack, bring it back to what it is, the principles of fitness. And it just makes it so much less confusing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was our intro. <laughs> that was our intro. So stay tuned to the TED Talk. Coming to you. <laughs> um, no, but I think honestly, Jess, I think that TED Talk's gonna be it's gonna be really hard. That's a hard you thing. Tell to me. Do. You tell me. I'm like gonna try and block out like a day, a week until then now to do it. Yeah. And if you need, if you want to practice in front of someone. No, I did say to I did say to Mass like you and Mass are probably gonna get an earful. Yeah. No, I think that's good though because me and Mass will pick out things that and we're more than happy to tell you like if mm. I was doing it and you listened and you were like yeah yeah it's great and in your head you're like yeah but you should I'd be like fucking tell me yeah yeah no I, yeah. yeah I do I do need to um yeah 
it's one of those things as well where it's like I don't necessarily like so it's in front of 100 people so public speaking doesn't necessarily no it doesn't hence the podcast hence- <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't bother us it doesn't necessarily bother me too much but I think then when you're at like the more I get into it the more I'll probably start to be like right okay yeah and well, you know, it's good if you need a bit of like that pressure yeah. remember when I was doing that talk in Liverpool and the whole time I was waiting I was like literally like shivering like <laughs> but then literally after 10 seconds of talking I was like I'll fine yeah yeah, yeah. When, when it's a topic that you like you've researched and like if someone asked me to go in front of an office tomorrow and talk about training like, I wouldn't even prep I'd be like yes yeah, sweet I talk yeah. about it every day anyway I'm just coming in so when you're confident with what you're saying and in the thoughts that you've put into it like it becomes natural but if someone said Sasha go and talk about like the real real science behind nutrition that's when it's scary because I know a bit but there's also a thousand things that I don't know because you know that's not technically our expertise so that's when I'd shit myself yeah yeah but if they said training like Elsash can you go and talk about um energy systems to the local PE group or whatever I'd be like fuck yeah 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 so that's good it's a good it's a really really interesting topic hopefully it doesn't go people's heads no no and that's the thing it's making sure it's like at a level which is consumable for everybody and it's not just like fitness chat fitness chat yeah like no one you know make it relatable please exactly right so topic um Jess do you want to so guys um as always we really get um strong uh academic resources for this podcast so today's podcast was inspired by a video that I saw on TikTok um, <laughs> although it was actually from like quite a good uh, a good um page a page do you call them pages what do you call them on TikTok you know what you can get like there's literally like divorce lawyers on TikTok giving advice oh, yeah. mathematicians statisticians there's you tell you what some info on there but obviously don't use it as primary research but this was just an idea but I feel like I've actually learned so much from TikTok it depends what you watch obviously because Dan's always like oh it's just people dancing and pointing at no it's not no it's not I don't see I haven't seen any of that actually no mine's curated I think in a way that obviously is is for your algorithm isn't it but it's it's definitely like what I'm interested it'll be like books to read or it'll be like interesting conversations like hence this one so this lady actually I've just clicked on her page who shared the thing and she's put uh I like reading books and articles and listening to podcasts and I always just share what I learned so she's just basically sharing what she's learned from other people like and you know what why the fuck not yeah so wow. she she shared a guy for uh, she shared um an article from a guy called Dr Dalton Smith mm-hmm. um and he talks about the different types of rest. And there is actually a quiz you can go do this online. But what I said to Sasha as, as a, an interesting podcast topic might be to talk about the different types of rest. Because I think when we think of uh, taking that time out, we just think of maybe having an early night, going to sleep. And, and we've done a whole podcast on the importance of sleep before, way back when, right at the beginning, if you scroll back to that. Yeah. There's more to rest than meets the eye. And everybody, I think, knows some of these things. But I thought it would be good to go through them today and, and kind of open up a, a little bit of a discussion around them. So uh, this Dr. Dalton Smith, he talks about uh, seven different types of rest. So what would you say is the most common one to start with, Sash, that you would think of when we talk about rest? Sleep. Sleep. So, yeah, so physical rest. So um, 
a lot of us aren't getting enough physical rest, which is recommended seven to nine hours. Um, we, uh, again, have talked about the negative impacts that this can have on your health, which is um, a change in your hunger hormones and, you, uh, and how satiated you feel throughout the day. Obviously, let's think about the obvious one, which is like your energy levels, which is just going to go up and down. Um, there's also the fact that you can't catch up on sleep. So if you, you're having um, a repeat, a repetitive cycle of not getting enough sleep over and over again, but then saving it for the weekend when you catch up or the same over the weekend where you go out partying, but then you're like, oh, I'll catch up in the week. It's like your body can do enough with that. And, not and renew- it's not a renewable resource. No, it's not. And it's so important for, like we've said, like um, managing your energy better, but also like things like your immunity, uh, which gets massively a knock on the head when you when you were struggling with sleep. Um, being sleep deprived as well can also impact things like fertility in both sexes. And uh, like there's so much to it. So probably the most well-known book that I know of is Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Would you say that's probably one of the biggest ones? Yeah, I think that's the most popular and the most commonly referenced. However, I know that a lot of Dr. Matthew Walker's stuff has been um, pulled apart. Oh, really? Yeah, so, which is fine, you know, science changes. Yeah. You know, and I I think what I read the other day, and in fact, I think, you know what, I think it was my mum that said it and I really liked it. It was like, science isn't, what was it? Oh God, I wish I could remember it because it was so good. Mm. It's like, it's not, science isn't like, this is how it is. Science is trying to find the answer. It's not giving you the answer. It's trying to find it. But a lot of us read something. We're like, this study says this. So it's 100% true. It's like, no, because that's why I never try and get like hooked up in like certain information because. Can we debunked? In a year, it could be like, people could be like, oh God, I can't believe we thought that. And it's like, oh, you know. Um, So yeah, a lot of it's been pulled apart, but the, the, the main principles haven't been pulled apart. And it's obviously we don't get enough. And I think one of the biggest ones was um unbroken sleep so if say you had eight hours of broken sleep it's not as good as six hours of uh unbroken yes yeah um which you know a lot of people say oh six hours is terrible it's like no six hours is it's not it's not great but if it's unbroken then it's a lot more beneficial than if you were in bed for nine hours and then you woke up four times obviously Mm -hmm. if you've got like a newborn then yeah unfortunately that's just the way life is but um things like that so there's been certain stuff like that but it, I'm not saying the book is obviously there's some great stuff in it and I love listening to him talk as well um mm. but yeah that's the main the main source of people's uh, sleep but it, it, it's exciting because it means that new stuff's always going to be coming out about sleep I think yeah and what I find fascinating about sleep is it's like the the constant in the sense of humans have changed a lot over the years but But sleep has remained the same in many ways like in many ways obviously society's changed which is more 24 hours now people work shift which they didn't used to so yeah but sleep has been the same whereas nutrition arguably has changed with like farming and um, machinery and like fast food and all those different types of things as we progress so I think nutrition's changed a hell of a lot more than sleep in its like basic principles very animalistic isn't it yeah absolutely when you think about it like that it's like we get tired and then we lie down all night and (laughs) when I was a kid I 100% thought I was like in the Truman show where I thought when I go to sleep 
does, ev- does everything else just switch off? Like, because it's such a weird concept to think that you're just not present, you're not in the world. But do you also find it quite peaceful in that when you're asleep, you don't know? Yeah, you don't know any better. You don't know any. It's not like, oh, I wish I wasn't asleep. It's like, no, you're asleep. So if you, I know it sounds so depressing and morbid, but say you died in your sleep, right? Yeah. It'd be like, cool. You never know about it ever. So it's yeah. almost like, it's quite, I find it quite peaceful knowing that when I'm asleep, I don't know it. I am so unaware of it. It makes me feel like quite nice about that, which is, sorry, it's a bit morbid, but it's true. Yeah, I do. I do know what you mean. And I have like the most wild dreams ever that I, I I love it. It's just, again, like even dreams, like it's just such a crazy. I I had a bizarre dream last night, which I'm more than willing to share. I had a dream that we were on the call after this. I even told Chung when I woke up, I was like, guess what dream I just had that woke me up? And he was like, what? I dreamt that we were on the call, right? With six of us. And um, I thought I had my screen off my camera off but I didn't and I was writing on my whiteboard in the nude (laughs) and then I I looked over and and Campbell was laughing and I was like oh my god and I shut it and I slammed the screen down and then I got a text from Matt saying don't worry it's nothing we've not seen (laughs) so yeah why did I dream that yeah it makes no sense I had a dream that I was at my wedding rehearsal which I'm going to see my wedding venue tomorrow again, so it makes sense. Yeah. But then I had a dream that there was a shooting, which I'm like, <laughs> okay, let's not talk about that. That's, but it wasn't at my wedding venue. It was at like, it felt like I was in London. It was just right. like a really, but then I don't know whether it was all the Queen stuff that's been going on telly. Yeah. Sometimes there's little things from places. Yeah, and like I've seen like some bits of security and like I think I saw something on TikTok was like the part of the Queen's funeral you didn't see, which was like snipers on the roofs and all that stuff. I think my screen slam came from yesterday when I was in the gym and my housemate trains with Campbell and I was with the client and I left my laptop open, which is rule number one, don't leave your laptop open in the gym. And they Googled something rude and had it on my screen. So when I went over to fill in my client's program, there was something rude on the screen and I slammed the screen. So that probably came from that. Yeah. And he and all yeah. I could hear was him just crying, laughing. Crying. And I was so embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's physical rest. Physical rest. And we've spoken about that loads, and everyone kind of knows the importance of sleep. But if you're not doing it, if you're still one of these people who's like, yeah, just it doesn't seem like it's gonna make much of a difference. We've spoken about this before. Sasha's had a client, I've had many clients who, when they actually start to pay attention to their sleep and prioritize it, do they feel this? like puzzle piece click into place in a new way where the things that maybe felt difficult before maybe managing their appetite maybe energy levels throughout the day maybe performance in the gym maybe recovery after a workout yeah that all of a sudden it starts to make more sense when they're putting their sleep first where it's like oh oh right that's why it's important oh it does oh it does help oh it does help it does help I've had that so many times like literally people annoyed because they're like it's a bit yeah, yeah it does help and I'm like yeah you know why I say that believe it or not it's because it, it, I'm not making it up yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah that's physical rest so Jess next, what's another one next one so mental rest right yeah, so probably again really overlooked yeah and and that's might be caused by like overthinking um like 
I, I uh, only work with women, which I think predominantly <laughs> like they overthink a hell of a lot of stuff. It's like, I genuinely, you know, that meme that is a woman's head is like having 30 internet browsers open all at once. That is life as a woman, I believe. Yeah. And you know what? Again, this goes back to, I had a, a long call with my client last night and she gets a lot of sleep. She's like a really good sleeper, but she's always tired. And then mm. what I was saying, it's like, sleep is one thing. Great. Good for, you know, you go to sleep easily. You don't wake up and you wake up nine hours later. Like that's amazing. However, if you're exhausted, you have to look at what else is in, in play. Yeah. And what's her making mind, Her mind is like, you know what, you know, when you see like the stock, uh, the stock exchange on TV and everyone's shouting in their screens and it, that's her head. Throwing papers up in the air. And everyone's like, no, no, you know, and it's like, everyone's like picking up the phone and they're like, ah, and I'm like, that is, that is her head. Yeah. Then when she explains, so what, one, one call I said to her, I was like, right, everything that's in your head, I had my pen. And I was like, tell me what it is now, no matter how embarrassing, no matter how ridiculous, just, just tell me, right. And I wrote down everything. There was about 20 things. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I got to the end and I looked and I was like yeah that's life <laughs> it was like um empty the dishwasher take the dog for a walk do a food shop and I was like yeah but I get it that that's a lot and there's a lot to think about but those things are going to be there forever yes yeah, you're gonna... it's just I was like I was like that's just a to-do list but let's say there was 20 50 percent of them were like yours or mine Jeff it was like do a food shop change the bedding um do a to-do list for work do a call with the client it was like all these things it's like yeah but the other 10 were like uh sort out the tin cupboard or do the um uh empty the wardrobe and go through it. it's like yeah yeah they're, they're jobs and okay they might need to be done like you might need to clear out but it's not if, life if, or death now if my wardrobe I'm not like thinking about it every day I'm like oh you know what when I've got time at the weekend when I can be bothered I'll do it but she, that was every day she was almost thinking about every single thing that she had to do in the next year was in her head every day and then she'll, until she ticked them off which she does but then the next day it's just 20 new things I was like that's why you're exhausted because you can't relax you can't sit down because you're thinking oh I'm sat down but I've got 50 things to do yeah, I, I relate. I feel like I used to be like that. I feel like I've got I've got better over the years, but that used to be me. But then it would also be the the smallest insignificant thing would also tip you over the edge. So because you've done this long list and then you come in and then there's pots on the side or whatever. Yeah. Like on a day where there was nothing else on that list, those pots on the side would just be dealt with. Yeah. When it's like the cherry on top of a unstable to-do list when you're like oh my god it's like this tower like that's like wobbling and then you just put that one last thing on and then it's like you crumble it's like it's no wonder when you go to bed you're actually exhausted because yeah your your brain's in overdrive and what what is it as well Sash how many you know we speak about like calories and nutrition and stuff like your brain uses up a whopping portion so funny you said that because that's exactly what I said to her last night we were saying because she she obsesses over calories quite a lot and I was saying a good thing when you obsess over calories a really good thing to do is to separate the the emotion and the logic so emotion is like calories make you thinner or fatter 
Mm. that's what they're there for oh they're you know people use that old like weight what calories are things that crawl into your clothes and make them tight or whatever it's like no calories are a unit of energy so I said to her a good thing for her to do is um I couldn't remember what book it was in but I was like there's a really great part in a book that I've read that literally breaks it down obviously we it's an average number but it shows you like the majority of calories you burn in the day are to help an organ function that's mm what they're for and I said to her I was like if you were in a coma thankfully you're not but if you were right and you were led down and you weren't even doing anything you weren't thinking you were just lying down the hospital and the, the nurses and the doctors would feed you through a tube why because you have to have food otherwise you die yeah your brain needs it. and she was like yeah and I think so when she's thinking oh I've not done exercise so I don't deserve to have something to eat I was like I was saying, if you were led down in a coma, they would have to feed you through a tube. And yeah. it was like, you, why, why do we not think about it like that? It's because you're not, that's never told to anybody. Okay. Your brain is the most, like you said. I think a, I think a kidney, each one is one about 140. Um, mm. So when you break it down into that, it makes you think more logically about a unit of energy. Yeah, you know, and and like you were saying about the mental energy, it's like no wonder you're exhausted because mm-hmm. you're the one big organ in your head in your head that that creates thoughts is an overdrive because of this the the things that you're creating, and it's yeah. easier said than done. Like, oh, just don't think about that. It's like, yeah, well, we can't do that. But and but you see that as well, don't you? When you speak to people who are maybe older and wiser, and they say, yeah, I wish I didn't waste as much of my life worrying about this or that. Like I, that's kind of one of the things that I feel very driven by when working with yeah. women is I want to save them those years of their life where they're stressing yeah. about these things because I would hate to think, so I'm 32 tomorrow, mm-hmm. hate to think that in the next 20 years or 30 years of my life, we're going to be this constant battle with body image and what I'm eating and, uh, and it's over and over and over again. And I'm like, my brain is m- so much more capable than that. Hey, I'm going to do 10 TEDx talks for this. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be wasting my energy on that type oh, of thing. So absolutely. the overthinking part is one of those things that um, is, is common, but I don't think it should be accepted with women um, or anyone as a whole no, that we, we no. just kind of deal with it. Um, and, and things that help, right? So like Sasha said, even stuff like writing a to-do list, getting all your thoughts down, starting to compartmentalize, like, okay, what am I doing now? What can wait? Or doing like a checklist or organizing your thoughts or talking to somebody about it, like even going to therapy, I'm sure like helps you mm-hmm. understand where this like the, the need to, do you know what I mean? Like get really stressed. Cause I get sometimes a bit stressed about like the house and stuff, mm-hmm. like, about, like having it to a certain standard, but it's only my own standard. And I've probably got that from my mum because my mum always had quite a high standard at home. But but understanding that rather than being like, I just need to keep doing this, keep keep delivering on these unrealistic expectations takes a bit of a weight off where you understand yourself better, just like with health and fitness. You understand why you do something. You understand how you can tap into it better. But that mental rest is so important. So even it has an impact as well on the physical rest don't you find like how many times do you hear people say 
yeah, I tried to go to sleep, but I couldn't, my mind was racing or yeah, I couldn't stop. I often say to those clients, like, let's have a notepad and pen by your bed. Try and like write everything down. It doesn't have to be a journal. It could just be a bullet point of all the things that are in your head and look at that list and think, is there anything I can do about this right this second? A lot of the time it'll be no. And if it's something like writing email, like I need to write that email. It's like, okay, but can that wait till tomorrow? Yeah. Who's going to reply to that now at 11 o'clock at night? No one's going to reply to it. Yeah, um, I, do. I do that. I'm I'm quite good with my notes. Like I've got my thing and I fill it in everything, every single day. And it's mm-hmm. never like, there's always stuff that I need to do, but it's never like too many things. Like even with programming, I write down every day who I need to program for that day. And if one day has not many and one day has loads I'll try and split yeah because for, for me anyway as a person some people are like, oh no I'd rather just crack it on like I know you do a lot of yours in I do in a day yeah but I can't do that I, I've tried and I can't do that so I do programming on a Monday a Wednesday and a Friday because they're my least busy days in the actual gym and I try and have a, an even number so when I sit down to do it I know that I don't have like an uh, an overwhelming list it's just so it'll be like today for example is pod that was number one and then we've got a call after I put train because I've got time to train uh, after lunch and then I've got one two three four five six seven people's programs to do mm. do I have more programming to do this week yes but today I've said to myself I've got other things to do I'm going to do seven people's programs and then uh, I've got a few to do tomorrow and then I always do a few I do all my Sundays on a Friday so it's like I could just write everyone in today and be like well I've got the day so I'm going to do it but it's like I've tried that a thousand times it doesn't work I always yeah. end up moving some to another day so why don't I just start with that instead of yeah. it? and also sometimes like times call where we have to do that when we we're going away where you might have to do a big long day but it's like use that as the rarity rather than the norm yeah and like get, get happy with your schedule of like what's the norm and I know some people listen to like listen to this might be like yeah but you guys are self-employed so it's really easy for you to do that I understand that but it's like what wins can you create within the space and time that you've got like whether or not that's um like when I used to work in marketing my emails used to go off all day long so yeah. we had like an internal uh, chat system as well that used to go off all day long and I used to put my emails on uh, no I used to go out on my emails and go, go and do not disturb on this chat thing for certain blocks in the day because I was like I cannot keep up with that and and even um with the extent of um the client app that I, that I have now yeah. I used to be in it all day and like trying to get back to people whereas now I find that if I get back to people in the morning get back to people in the evening that works really well for me without feeling like I'm pulled from pillar to post exactly. so it's it's again that mental rest stops me overthinking stops me getting distracted by stuff so next thing yeah social social rest <laughs> some need so, more than others yeah and we spoke about this with the environment episode we did a while ago yeah did we so um evaluating your relationships I think yes absolutely um me and my on my family whatsApp group we all did um that 16 personalities test just obviously we know that it's it's not you know 100% right but it's also like asked loads of questions about social and I think it's good like mine was um I was 
where is it? I was 59% uh, introverted and 41% extroverted. So my social battery runs out more or faster than someone who is like my housemate who was like 89% extroverted. So it's important to think about you and how you feel with social stuff. Um, so you don't feel bad, like, oh, you know, uh, I've got another party this weekend, but I don't want to go, like, but an extroverted person would be like, I want a party every weekend. If I don't have one, I've got to sit at home. And that's my idea of hell and blah, blah, blah. So it's good to think about stuff like that. But also I think, again, without sounding like we're old before our time, as you get older, you evaluate your relationships yes. more. So you understand who drains you and who like give you I had this conversation with my hairdresser yesterday because she was saying about certain people in um that she's met over her life and she was saying about like she really notices like when they come to her because they're low but they'll like take her energy from her and they'll leave like really high and cheerful but then she's like oh my god um I really feel really low after that and it was it's not actually clients it was like family related we were talking yeah. about and it's like you are very aware of that I think as you get older like who when, when you've got time for certain people and when you haven't got time for certain people based on your your cup type of thing yeah. like how full you are in that instance but without acknowledging when you need social rest and where you can give energy to people and and not have to like bend over backwards yeah. so you, you're prioritizing yourself mm -hmm. absolutely no absolutely and I think that you've got to be careful about spending too much time with people that do drain you because again we're talking about energy and rest and stuff and and that's when it's like you know when it's really tough when that person is like your partner yeah can you imagine mm. can you imagine like every single day if you live with that person like them just draining all your energy and just feeling like terrible that must be really hard yeah oh, scary yeah and and I think as well that that with that there's there is always the awkward one which is like you can't choose your family you can't choose do you know what I mean those types of those types of questions <laughs> yeah but they, how many times do we have that conversation where with with clients where they might express somebody um commenting on their weight or what they're doing yeah. in the gym or exercise routine it's like that's draining for somebody who doesn't want to talk about it and right is 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 hard because the family and you're still going to see them etc but yeah. I guess that's where we spoke about like the boundary thing before and setting out your stall of what you feel comfortable with or coming up with ways that help you manage it maybe you couldn't think of anything worse than saying to your family hey guys I don't feel comfortable talking about my weight at the moment can we just put it to bed because you know that would just everyone would be like go off on one and be like what yeah. Maybe that's the worst thing you could do, but maybe it's coming up with your own strategy of dealing with it where you just go, hey, that's funny, and just acknowledge it in a different way and laugh it off or brush it to a side or don't give a response or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think that social energy and also like we can kind of link that one into the um, social media stuff, I mm -hmm. guess, the same word. And like, I don't you know what I feel really bad because I can't I don't know how to pronounce her name Jess I sent her to you but she does this thing and it's not her thing she didn't invent it but she created this um uh she's doing this offline 48 
and if you look at the hashtag on Instagram, it's quite a good thing. It's basically where at the at the weekend, obviously you can use your phone to like text your friends or like te- take pictures or whatever, but it's like no social media, no nothing over the mm. weekend. And um, so on Friday she goes, yeah. And because she's got loads and loads of, if I did it, I'd be like, yeah, no one cares, I fly. <laughs> but she's got like hundreds of thousands of followers. So she goes like, right, on a Friday afternoon, yeah. like, in a bit. And then on a Monday, she'll come back on and, she, and and people say, oh, yeah, but I can't do that because social media is my business. It's like, it's hers. Mm. doesn't matter. No one really cares. Over the weekend when you're busy with your friends and family, you're not thinking that fitness influencer hasn't posted a workout today. I'm going yeah. to follow her. Yeah. See, I uh, maybe I've got a different opinion on that because I do think for a smaller business, the more you show up, it's like another opportunity. But what what if- you up Monday to Friday? Yeah, yeah, but it it it's, depends on depends on the individual, I think, because sometimes I might take a weekend off social media, but sometimes I also might feel my most creative or yeah, actually that's true. And so it's 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 difficult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Again, it depends on the energy. Like, and what? But what if Sash, you've got a client who's sat out there and she only goes on social media on a Saturday? And then you, you're not there when she needs you. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> well, no, obviously it's different because for some people, social media completely drains them and makes them feel terrible. But if it doesn't, if, if you don't care and you're more than happy to go on it, it doesn't affect your life, then go on it whenever you want. But I think it's how many people have you spoken to where they're like, God, in fact, <laughs> we're getting taxi driver yesterday. Uh, you know how it goes with fitness professionals. I was saying to Jess, like, the minute if they ask you what you do for a job and then you say a personal trainer sometimes I lie sometimes I just say it because he's taking me to the gym so it's kind of you know and he says are you going to work and I say yeah so it's kind of obvious um first thing they say is they tell you how much weight they've put on in the last year and then he went on to telling me what he'd done with his own fitness in the past and he said oh and then you start watching stuff on Instagram and then before you know it you don't know what's what and then you start to do and then you do this and it doesn't work and you think well on social media they said so can you see how for him for example he benefit greatly from doing like not being on social media when yeah. it comes to fitness but there's other people who have positive experience with it so again it's individual it's like if you go on social media and find yourself as we say like mindless scrolling as in you scroll to the point where you go into like a completely different like dimension and you, you and you're completely unaware that time's moving past I'd probably get off it yeah <laughs> but if you're like searching for something or that video that this whole podcast on like and you found a video and you wrote stuff down from it like that's not mindless no it's hard isn't it because it's like at what point does that cross over because I probably found that whilst mindlessly scrolling mm. but at the same time I do try to sometimes put in like a part of my day where I'm maybe doing a bit of content research where I'm like oh I need to find something about that let me have a little look it can easily go into another tell you one thing that always makes me realize it enough internet today is when you end up watching a video that has like the worst anti-climax or is something just weird like where you're like why am I here what what at what point have I ended up here that's enough and it's always one of those things where I just put my phone down like enough enough today absolutely absolutely and I think it's um I had this conversation with Dan the other day because when I uh, everybody scrolls right let's admit that in 2022 everyone scrolls but when I'm scrolling I I don't call it mindless because like I active like I say 
say for example I was ready early for this podcast and I had 10 minutes right I would literally say to myself I'm gonna scroll on TikTok for 10 minutes so yeah well, that's not my you said to me that and I went I because yeah. I've not been on it all morning so I've been to the gym yeah. and normally I might have 10 minutes with my coffee or yeah, something, yeah. But I didn't do that so I just was like oh I'll sit down I'll quickly have five minutes before Sasha comes yeah exactly but that to me is not mindless to no it's not is what he Dan won't mind me saying this but sometimes he does it and he's literally said that he does it so I don't really mind saying it it's like well he'll be doing something and then he'll open Twitter on his phone for like five seconds and then just close it he didn't even look at anything that's like a that's like a um some sort of response yeah like, like, yeah. like a, and then some yeah exactly so, and then sometimes he'll be like oh and then I was working and then I was just on it it's like why don't you just set yourself I'm gonna he loves Twitter right which is he needs it for his work fine why don't you just say I'm gonna go on Twitter for 20 minutes now fine it becomes less mindless because you're like well this is what I'm doing now yeah it's when you're doing like work and then you're like and then before you know it half an hour's passed you're like oh shit that's my I have to put my phone in the other room because I, I will catch myself out with that yeah and I'm sure we all do but the more the more I found, the more I allow myself that, and don't feel ashamed that I'm just, it's just like TV. It's just entertainment. And you never like, you don't never say like, oh no, I, I never watch TV. It's like, you probably do. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, yeah, it's like entertainment, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. But I think when it becomes something that you do unconsciously and you do it and you're like, fuck, I, 45 minutes has passed. I don't even know what I watch. That's when you're like, what the fuck? Mm you know yeah. um so yeah it depends that that the social media energy and the social energy it depends how it affects you I think it's more individual than maybe the other things so um, I think yeah that that's sensory rest so that's another category yeah. in this one yeah so sensory rest like having a social media break or whatever it might be like um it, not in the opposite sense of not giving yourself time to go on social media but actually yeah. having so, additional detox yeah absolutely when I think we've all I think doing it but not announcing it is probably the best way to do it because influencers have like and oh you know guys I'm having some time off and it's like great um but sometimes I do just do it and it's yeah. nice. I've got a busy day like say tomorrow is like moving day or whatever like proper moving day that's a, a I, don't, I don't want that in my head I got so much to do I got work in the morning I got a program and then I've got a fucking I take a better part and do this it's just like sometimes you just find yourself having those busy days where you just aren't on your phone mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think that's it it's it's been able to acknowledge when it's when you need that I, I sometimes get the urge to ha- just be away from technology I think yeah. I spend quite a lot of time on my laptop and my phone with work so I I even this weekend we're going to the Peak District I will probably take some photos and stuff on my phone but I crave that feeling of being like dis- disconnected every now and again yeah which um, to the next one which is um which one? Oh, i remember you saying about nature yeah that is the sensory one. Oh, that's yeah. the sensory one yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so uh, yeah walk with oh, no, yeah the, the so we've done sensory which is um like having social media breaks what you can maybe do like from that point of view which is obviously getting sensory overload but i guess the other one that you maybe were thinking of was the the creative one which is like appreciating beauty beauty or doing something 
outside of nature going to like a festival like an art like a museum or an art festival or whatever something that takes you away from it but again I I do get that that feeling sometimes like I don't I don't bake very often but when I do it's often like I've got an urge to do something yeah yeah to actually like put my hand to something where I'm there's a process or the same with like DIY type of thing I love that shit yeah, it just feels like you actually are doing something that you can show for your efforts, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And I think um, the museum and art and stuff is really cool because like, if, if me and Dan go to like a British different city or something, the first thing we'll do is uh, I like to go to a cathedral if it's there because I find it really like, even though I'm not religious whatsoever, a church, sorry, um, or a cathedral, I guess. I'm not religious at all, but I find something quite like, cool about going into like really old oh, the architecture is unreal like, I kept saying to Matt when the Queen's funeral was on telly I was like look at this church Matt was like it's amazing enough with the church but I was like look at this windows look how grand it is I'm I'm exactly the same when we went to Newcastle um we went to this huge library and we went to uh, the church and they were both mind-blowing and when you're in there you know what you're not thinking about work social media posting you're just like completely engrossed in like this thing that is way bigger than you and it's just like amazing yeah that that always amazes me and I think what I can't I never get my head around is people built these things when we didn't have machines yeah it's like the pyramids let's not go into that one no absolutely absolutely amazing we went we went to York we went to um the uh, Viking exhibition thing and we queued for it and it's just like it's like it makes you realize how like you're just like a blip yeah there's so many things that happened before us there's so many things that will happen after we are just like it just brings you back down to earth to think you know what Hmm. you know and it's like all these things and you learn about the history and stuff and like um they found that tooth the other day that was uh, 1.8 and then you read about that and you're like Fuck me! I was worried about tidying out my wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finding one point eight million year old teeth here, and I'm worrying about you know cleaning the kitchen. And it, and people are oh, yeah, but you know it's all relative. It's like yeah, but also it's not. Yeah. It's, it's just a small thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I know what you mean. It it, it is. It just give you some perspective. For sure. So that's, we've done physical, mental, social, sensory, creative. Uh, there's two more. So there's the spiritual side of things. So feeling like you're contributing to something bigger than yourself. So like, I think we need that type of rest in whatever shape or form that might come in. That might be uh, donating to a charity. It might be volunteering for something. Mm-hmm. It might be giving your time for free to somebody it might be going to care for a relative or somebody you don't know or whatever it's like something where you feel like you are contributing in a way that is another type of rest that I think a lot of these things we talk about it is rest but it it like fills up your cup doesn't it like that's the that's the best way I can think of describing it but it is cheesy yeah no but you're right it's it's realizing that there's more to life than you and not like saying that everyone's self-obsessed but like um I don't know if you've ever like uh volunteered at like a a homeless yeah it's like when I did it I remember going in and just thinking fucking hell like 
this is really tough and this is what people are doing every single day and for like the whole time me like myself didn't even come into it it was just like fuck it even if I was hungry or thirsty it's like irrelevance that you're feeding these people like it's and I'm not saying everyone should volunteer or whatever do whatever you want but like it does make you realize that sometimes we can be a little bit self-involved you mm-hmm. know and it's nice it's, it's you know I always think of Phoebe saying um there's no such thing as a selfless good deed but like it is true there isn't because obviously it made me feel good yeah but I don't think there's anything wrong with that if you're actively doing something yeah and, and essentially everyone gets something out of it right when it's something like that so it is uh, like me doing the great north run recently I raised money for charity but I got something out of it which was I ran that race the charity yeah. got something out of it which is they got some money out of it the great north run got something out of it which was they had another person running it is that like everyone like you say there's no self self-esteem self but everyone gets something out of it yeah. but it still contributes to the bigger picture which is ultimately like to raise as much money for charity is that the heart of it i guess yeah. and it's like then it all feeds in the same with like the food bank part like they need volunteers you wanted to volunteer you feel good leaving but everyone still gets something out of it which is you've helped them yeah. so it is it is um yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny one, that one. But I, I also think it doesn't need to be like your conventional giving sort of thing. Oh. It, it can literally be popping your head over your fence to your neighbour and saying like, I'm off to the shop this afternoon, do you want anything? Mm. Whatever it might be. And I think COVID brought that out uh, out in people a lot. And I don't, I don't want that to kind of disappear because it was quite nice to yeah. have people checking in on each other and, yeah, and all that absolutely. stuff absolutely did you say there was another one as well yeah last one uh, so last one is the emotional rest Ooh. so this is feeling like you can be truly authentic so the example that she used on the uh, thing was like an air hostess airline attendant they smile they have they have to be happy the whole flight even to rude customers which i've seen firsthand when i went to uh, when I flew to Dubai on the way to Australia and there was uh, the Emirates air hostess, bless him, like having to deal with the rudest man clicking his fingers at her. I was like, that is, on like, it was just like, like tutting at her and clicking his fingers, honestly, so, so, so rude. But they, you just have to kind of put on this front. So that emotional rest is actually being able to be your true self around like people authentically yeah. rather than putting on this front. And I think, all of us who work in a job, even if you're self-employed, you still have to put on a level of professionalism and um, process your biases and thoughts and yeah. speech before you say something or whatever that might be. We're not all exempt from that unless you bloody someone like, I don't know, Andrew Tate or something who just reckons that, that that's going to get you far in life. But for, for most of us, it's like we have to process things before we say it throughout the day absolutely I love what um Brene Brown said about this she said um I think I mentioned it before but not in this context she said um the thing is with with people these days is that we um we misinterpret um broadcasting for vulnerability because like mm. people put on social media like or a, po- a picture of themselves and I'll be like guys I really haven't been present like apologizing to no one when really the the true like saying I'm being vulnerable or relatable 
but really the true vulnerable thing to do would be to go to those people that you haven't been present with sit down with them and have a horrendously uncomfortable conversation and say like I've been a really shit friend um you've needed me and I've not been there and it's it's completely my fault and I want to sit down with you and apologize but instead of doing that which is true painful vulnerability people will post a picture on social media like guys I've I've really felt like I've let people down or like not been present like and I'm going to be better it's like that's broadcast mm. irrelevant yeah who, not, who are you saying that to you're saying it to a, a, a large amount of people because you haven't got the guts to say it to the people that it's actually affecting um so I think that's really important with like the emotional stuff and like obviously Jess in our job like when you work with clients long enough, they start, you know, they'll ask questions like, God, it must be so hard to like be in a good mood all the time or like do this. And like with one-to-one clients, obviously it, you have to be the same for your last client as you do for your first client. And sometimes when you've had a really busy day, you know, what I say about ceiling stairs. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's like, it. I love doing it and I am in a good mood as in like, I'm not pretending, but, but it's, but you can't help but being... everybody all day it's so hard yeah. how many how many times did you message me yesterday and sent me stuff I had calls all day yesterday and I was I was frazzled I couldn't look at my phone anymore yeah you I was just... yeah you can't you can't I, I, and it wasn't that I thought I was actually it was like I just had nothing else to give yesterday I got nothing left no exactly <laughs> and that's the same when I do when I get home people will be like Sasha it's only five hours like I work for nine hours and I'm just like all right but I am with people all day, lifting stuff, remember? <laughs> um, teaching people things, having conversations about their lives. Like when you get home and you have like quiet, it is, that's when you have like a, or honestly on Friday, Friday afternoon is a write off for me. I'm always exhausted, like exhausted from doing that all week. And me and Dan were watching uh, Line of Duty because we just finished actually, he's watched it for the first time. And then he was asking me questions about it. And he said that he looked at me and I was literally asleep on his shoulder. And then he moved and I flopped onto the sofa and I passed the fuck out. I was out cold for like two hours. Mm. That is like, that is, uh, I slept brilliantly all week. Cause I do, I'm quite good at that. Um, I probably had, was uh, exhausted from too much like laptop and computer time. But the thing that exhausts me on a Friday is that, my emotional like social battery for the week it's gone cold, it's flatlined yeah, yeah. Which is why if someone said to me oh should we go out on friday night i'd be like <laughs> yeah yeah and, and but, <laughs> but understanding that is helpful because then as a person you maybe don't try to over deliver where possible like if someone said like oh do you want to go out for tea on friday and you said yeah yeah of course yeah and then you go and you're not engaged and they think you've, yeah. you've been a bit off with them. And it's like, no, I'm just, just gone. I'm just drained. Yeah. So it's one of those things as well, isn't it? Where it's, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's being aware of those, those different types of rest and when you need them. So as a refresher, in case someone's trying to remember physical, mental, uh, emo- uh, physical, mental, sensory, I think we went into social, spiritual, creative. Is that all? yeah absolutely yeah Um, everything's different you're different you'll need more of something less of something but if you're sleeping put put it this way if you're sleeping really really well and you're exhausted it's probably one of the other things yeah 
So um, I know I've got a couple of clients that will benefit a lot from, from this podcast. I, oh, absolutely. I would benefit from it because I know that mine is emotional ex- exhaustion. Yeah. Like- e- even when we've been speaking about this just now, I- I'm thinking I slept really well last night, but I started to peel myself out of bed this morning. Like I could have had another yeah. three hours. So it's almost like, okay, why is that? What's happening? Exactly. You're getting curious with it, isn't it? Absolutely. Thanks for listening, guys. Right on time, Jess. Lovely stuff. Um, enjoy the rest of your week, team, and we will see you next week for yeah. episode 68. Yay, baby. Share, like, and subscribe as always. Bye. 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 Bye.